What's going on, Bulls fans? Welcome to another episode of Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for all things Chicago Bulls related. And on today's episode, we'll be talking about the upcoming game that the Bulls have against the Bucks. Some surprising trends in the Bulls' last couple of losses that they can avoid uh, or they should be looking to avoid coming up against a team like the Bucks. We'll also be going into the mailbag, all that right after this. All right, so as we know, the Bulls have another test, another test on national TV at that when they face the Milwaukee Bucks tonight on ESPN. So I wanted to go over a couple of things and A, some surprising things that that, that trends that happened in the Bulls last couple of big losses. We know they won the last game uh, with playing with a, a bunch of energy, but I want to go over some some trends that happened in the la in their last couple of losses. So just to point out things that they need to avoid against a team like the Bucks. So the first thing is in, in the game versus the Brooklyn Nets, the Bulls gave up a 48 and 3 run that really changed the outlook of that game. Then they give up they gave up a 20 and 0 run against the Golden State Warriors and then a 16 and 0 run against Memphis in the first half and then giving up another 18 to 6 run again in the second half. So clearly one of the things that we're seeing with the Bulls when they when they lose big is that they are giving up large runs. Now, of course, that will be helped with the improved defense with Alex Caruso being out there, improved defense and activity with the team overall. And to avoid those type of things, I, I've often focused on the third quarters when it comes to the, the Bulls and, and that. But seeing those trends on those big runs, those major runs that really shifted those games in which at times the Bulls looked like they were in those games. and Those games really got blown up. Um because of, of big runs, that's going to be one of the things that the Bulls have to really look out for against the Bucks. They can't let them get on any huge runs. Small runs happen over the course of the game. The six and eight run, runs, the eight and eight to two, eight to four. I mean, ten to four. Those type of runs happen in every game. But those big, huge deficit runs, the Bulls have to avoid that against the Milwaukee Bucks. Now, how do they? How do they avoid that? Playing solid on defense, right? Being active on defense, active in the passing lanes, rotating very well, running uh, players off the three-point line. And as far as the interior, the Bulls are going to have to do the best they can. It's going to be a long night for the Chicago Bulls as far as on the defensive end. And they have to execute offensively because they can't have those runs and those stretches where they just don't score very much against a team like Milwaukee Bucks, especially if they seem like they're trying to start getting on a run. Look for those things and look for Billy Donovan to call and make some adjustments when needed, but also this Bulls team to just execute on the defensive end while taking advantage of easy buckets on the other side and rotating without the ball. That's one thing that we have talked about a lot. The Bulls need to keep that ball movement going, and that's going to be a key thing when you're playing shorthanded against a team like the Milwaukee Bucks. So look out for all those things down below. What do you think about those trends that I mentioned as far as the big runs? Is that something that you've noticed as well? Let me know all that down below. But outside of that in this game, some of the questions that I want to present to the audience, I own Kobe. Can they continue their good play and continue the chemistry that they have between each other. It's been great to see Io and Kobe really develop and develop together in many ways, and they really are becoming, I don't want to say a complete backcourt because I know they may throw some people, but really a complete one-two punch in a lot of ways. They really cover up for each other, and as long as both are playing solid defense, everything else comes to them. What we're seeing Io learn to, learn to do with, ball, with um, playmaking has been huge, and continuing to see uh, development from Kobe White in the passing, um, and in weak side defense and just overall as players, will Kobe and Io keep up their their continued good play to really add some solid production to the next combination I'm going to talk about? And that is Vooch and DeMar DeRozan. We are going to need that steady hand from from DeMar that we've gotten uh, throughout most of the season, right? We're going to we know we're going to need DeMar's impact. We need good Vooch tonight. And one thing Vooch is going to have to do is 
isn't if the perimeter shot isn't falling, if the perimeter shots aren't there, is go to the post. Vooch is a really good post player. When we see that, we saw that a lot in the last game. Vooch is dangerous on the post. And when that post game gets going for Vooch, it really opens up everything on the perimeter for the other players. Since we don't really have any other players that, yes, we have DeMar in the mid-range who likes to operate in that. But going to Vooch in the post can be key to, to turning the tide in a lot of games, especially when we're missing an impact scorer like Zach Levine and an outside scorer like Lonzo Ball. Now, we know we have Kobe and everything like that, but that's going to be one of, the, one of the key things on this. Another thing I'm going to be looking out for in this game, Alfonso McKinney. His minutes need to go to Cook. I don't want to see Alfonso McKinney in this rotation at all. I talked about it in my last video, on my last pre-recorded before we had all the breaking news updates and everything yesterday. But I talked about it in one of the videos yesterday about Alfonso McKinney and how he just not has not been a positive player since he's been here. He has a PER of less than seven. Tyler Cook, again, in very limited minutes. I'm not saying that Tyler Cook should start. I'm not saying Tyler Cook should should get 20 minutes or anything like that. I'm saying that we need to see Tyler Cook over Alfonso McKinney. Yes, he doesn't have the range that Alfonso McKinney projects gives, even though Alfonso hasn't really hit it at a great clip over the course of the season. I want to see Tyler Cook get some minutes in this game, especially in a game where we're facing a team with a lot of length. So I want to see that. Now, Brooke Lopez is going to be out in this game. We already know who we're missing from the Bulls. We're missing Green. We're missing Zoe. We're missing Levine. Uh, we're missing Patrick Williams, of course. And we're missing Derrick Jones Jr. We know the players that we're missing on this team. But we need to we need big impacts from our players. And we need a solid game coming off the bench for players as well. Does Troy Brown Jr. start again? Does he start in the place of Alfonso McKinney? Or do they decide maybe to give that to Tyler Cook and see what he can give? It's going to be interesting to see what Billy Donovan does with this roster and this rotation in this game. Um, but it's, it's things that we're all looking out for. Now, before we go, we got to get into the mailbag. I have this one voicemail. Well, I have two voicemails, but this one from Julia that I really wanted to get into. Let's go ahead and play Julia's voicemail. Hey, hey, this is Julia. I just wanted to congratulate you on your Chicago Bulls content on your growing channel. From your breaking news and updates to your pregame shows, halftime hangout, and post live stream. It takes effort and a lot of hard work to put out quality content on a daily basis. And in doing so, it's refreshing and engaging for Bula fans to interact with someone as dedicated, realistic, and honest as you. Keep up the good work. Bye. Julie's been here, it feels like, since almost the beginning. I'm not sure exactly when she jumped on because we gained so many subscribers in like a short amount of time. But Julie has always been supportive. Um, and Julie, I want to thank you for supporting me. I want to thank you for seeing something in this channel that you have enjoyed and that you continue to be a, a big part of this channel and a big part of our growth. And I enjoy seeing you and everyone else that has become like our Chicago Bulls Central family in a way um, in the live streams. And I can't wait to see you guys tonight on live. Let's get into the next voicemail. This one is from Shane. This one is from uh, Paul, about Paul Millsap. Hey, what's up, hey? This is Shane. I was thinking, did you hear about Paul Millsap parting ways with the Brooklyn Nets? If so, I hear that Chicago might be his number one destination that he might want to go to. Tell me what you think. Anyway, peace. All right, so once the news came out that Paul Millsap, uh, that the Brooklyn Nets and Paul Millsap were, were headed towards a split, uh, that they mutually agreed to try to get him to a team where he can have a bigger impact, of course, it makes sense, especially considering that a lot of Bulls fans, and me included, were interested in getting him in the offseason. Now, I... Initially, when I saw this, I even tweeted, I'm like, hey, Bulls fans, do we know a place that Paul Millsap can go to contribute? 
Um, and this is what I'll say on this, is that I still want to see players like Tyler Cook get a chance. Tony Bradley, you guys know how I feel on. Uh, he gives us some good games. You guys know how I feel about uh, Bradley. Um, but at this point, I wouldn't mind. Uh, I, if, if it comes to cutting Matt Thomas, if it comes to cutting Alfonso McKinney, and and uh, Paul Millsap is available then as far as a buyout, I would absolutely love to have him on this team. At, at the end of the day, if, especially if it comes via a buyout uh, rather than a trade and we don't give up anything for him, it, it won't hurt to take a look at. If he doesn't work out, we can go back to Tyler Cook. We can go back to Bradley, things like that. Um, As far as the trade, right, if the Nets are hell-bent on trading him rather than buying his contract out, then it gets a little bit more fishy because do the Nets want to trade Paul Millsap to their competitor? Do they want to trade him to a team inside the Eastern Conference that they are that they are very well battling for one of the top position playoff positions in the East with? And Paul Millsap, if he comes in and gives us exactly what I, what we need, he could be a key in us even getting past the Nets um, in the in the playoffs. Do they want to trade that to the Chicago Bulls? That's the thing that I that I bring up in this. On top of like I said, me wanting to see Tyler Cook develop and things like that and get an opportunity. I understand that we're trying to compete now. So I understand with, hey, let Tyler Cook continue to develop in the in the G League. Let's see if we can bring him up next year. But Paul Millsap for a playoff run, let's bring him in now. I understand that. And I share that in, in certain ways. But it's just like if it comes to a trade, what do we have to trade to give up? That That's the key thing. What do the Nets realistically want in a trade for Paul Millsap? Do they try to fleece the Bulls? And by fleece, I mean relative. I know they're not going to like ask for any first round picks or anything like that. But do we really want to give up assets to a to a team that we are going to com- be competing with for a long time? Those are all the things that I that I think about when I hear about Paul Millsap possibly coming to the Chicago Bulls and interest there. Uh, you know, some people report that we were second on this list when it came uh, uh, to to his free agency. He ended up going with the Brooklyn Nets. So, with all that being said, I mean, there was interest there before. I'm sure there's interest. Cont- there's shared interest there now. It just depends on what you have to do to get Paul Millsap here. Buyout, absolutely, no questions asked. If it comes to a trade, I don't know. There, I don't. I, I just don't know. It depends. Like I said, if, if the Nets are like, hey, give us a, a a distant second round pick for him, absorb him into your trade exception or something like that. You know, okay. But if they really want, like, even with Troy Brown Jr., I know I haven't been the biggest on Troy Brown Jr., but he's really coming along in in certain ways for us that can pay dividends. Now, when everyone's back, do, does he still give us that? So it it really just depends. But everyone, let me know down below. What do you think about the Bulls? Uh, going after Paul Millsap, what would you be willing to give up for Paul Millsap? Let's start there because I know a lot of Bulls fans will say absolutely yes, but what are you willing to give up for Paul Millsap if it comes to trading for him? And then if he's on the buyout market, would you rather rather come via buyout if they end up buying him out? Let me know all that down below. But that's it for another episode of Chicago Bulls Central. Make sure you're following the podcast at Bulls Central Pod. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, bullscentralpod at gmail.com. And lastly, if you want to leave a text, or voicemail, you can do so at 773-270-2799. Like I like to end everything on, go Bulls. Love you guys. Peace. This has been a presentation of The Break Media. Media.